Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you're listening to House of Cards. Today, the game is different. Want to gamble? Gambling is a very serious business. Is that clear? Welcome to House of Cards. Dave Weishaddle with you here, deep from the swamps of Jersey. We've got a great show coming up for you. Gambling has been around since this country has started, and women have played an important role in the growth of the gambling industry. And now a new book has documented the role women have played in the gambling business of this country. It's called That Expletive Broad, and it's written by gaming attorney Jennifer Gaynor. Coming up, we're going to talk with Jennifer about the early female pioneers of gambling in this country all the way up to the present day. It's an incredible book about the women in the world of gambling and casinos. So stick around. We'll be right back with House of Cards. Hey, this is Dave Weishaddle from House of Cards with your House of Cards Gaming Report for the week of September 25th, 2023. The U.S. commercial gaming industry set a new revenue record in July. According to the American Gaming Association, revenue hit $5.39 billion for the month, which is a new record. That figure also represents a 5.9% increase from July of last year. Revenue generated from casino slot machines and table games also set a monthly record with $4.4 billion in revenue reported. Police in Nevada have charged Brandon Rashad Johnson, who is a hotel operations manager at the Aria, with stealing from the casino. The police are alleging that Johnson sold more than $770,000 between July 2022 and July 2023 and used the money on shopping sprees, spa visits, private jets, and purchasing a house. Johnson turned himself into police on September 1st and faces several charges. And finally, Chicago's first casino opened. Bally's Temporary Gaming Hall at the Medina Temple features 750 slot machines, 55 table games, a cafe, and two restaurants. The property is expected to operate at least two years while the permanent casino is being constructed at the old Chicago Tribune publishing plant. Can't wait to check it out. Have any news or tips regarding casinos, gaming, or legislation? Send us an email at newsroom at houseofcardsradio.com and follow us on Twitter at HOC Radio. For more than 30 years, SCCG Management has set a standard of excellence unmatched in the global gaming industry. From startups to established companies, SCCG Management and its team of experienced leaders help each of their clients navigate the ever-changing, fast-moving business of gaming in all its forms. Sports betting, iGaming, eSports, casino technology, SCCG Management provides a global network to connect its clients with the right strategic partners for growth on a global scale. SCCG also works with entrepreneurs, providing capital and resources to assist in the development of new and innovative products and platforms. Whether you're looking to enter the U.S. market, expand your reach to other parts of the world, or establish your business in the global gaming industry, look to SCCG Management for the guidance you need. SCCGmanagement.com, expert solutions for strategic success. You're listening to the House of Cards. Lose track of time in those casinos. There's no windows, there's no clocks, and you never walk away from the table when you're on a heater. Welcome back to House of Cards. Dave Weishaddle with you. 
Gambling has been a part of this country since it was founded, and women have played a crucial role in the growth of gambling. A great new book has documented the stories of some of these incredible women that broke barriers and helped shape the gambling business today. The book is titled That Expletive Broad, and we want to talk to the author right now, gaming attorney Jennifer Gaynor. Jennifer, thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me, Dave. I got to tell you, first, I love the title of your book, That Expletive Broad. How did that become the title of your book? Uh, that's actually one of my favorite stories about the book. So as I was uh, researching the various women uh, that I was going to feature in the book, one of them named Deborah Nutt, um, she was one of the first uh, women to be a crap dealer on the Las Vegas Strip. And at a very early age, um, she became a pit boss at, at a strip casino. And some of the gentlemen that she worked with were less than thrilled that she was there. Um, and so they would refer to her as that blank broad, um, something that, you know, for a while was a bit of a challenge for her. She actually hid in the ladies' room during, you know, break times to avoid seeing these men in the break room. But eventually she went on, like I said, to become a very young pit boss. And then she went on to be, uh, you know, a top executive for MGM and the win um, and had a stunning career in, in the gaming industry. You know, I, I've never read a book like this, and it was so great to read about the women in gambling. I mean, what inspired you to write this book? Um, well, as you know, I've been a gaming attorney here in Las Vegas for more than 15 years. Um, and you know, year after year, you go to the gaming conferences. I know you've been there, sure. um, and you see lots of what we call manals, um, and that's you know panels uh, consisting mostly of men. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and so I was at a gaming conference a couple of years ago, and you know, I was flipping through, looking at what our panels would be that day, and I saw manal after manal, and you know, it was a little bit disheartening. But then I looked around the room and I saw some amazing women in gaming, women like Sandra Douglas Morgan, um, who was then the chair of the Nevada Gaming Control Board, uh, my good friend Ellen Whittemore, um, who is now general counsel at the WIN. And I realized there was a lot of kick-ass women in that room. Um, and there had been throughout the history of gaming, and I really wanted to make sure that their stories were, were told and shared. You know, I, I think it's great how you organized your book, too. You took us from the early days of gambling through corporate America and then with the women who worked in government and regulation. I I especially love the story of the women in the early days of gambling because I have to admit, when I think of the Wild West and the card rooms west of the Mississippi, I really don't think of women in the gambling business. Uh, but there were several. I mean, for example, you have the story of Lottie Denno, who was incredibly interesting. Can you tell us a little bit about Lottie and some of the other women who were literally the real pioneers of women in gambling in this country. Yeah, Lottie Dino, she was a great story. So she was, you know, she had a very privileged childhood upbringing. Um, you know, her, her father was a plantation owner, and he also raised race horses. Um, but he had two daughters. He had no sons. So when he went on business trips, he would take Lottie with him often. And he was a gambler. So he would take her with him to the casinos and New Orleans, New York, even over in Europe. Um, and along the way, he taught her how to play. So she actually, at a very young age, um, you know, as a teenager, became a bit of a card shark. Um, and this actually came in super handy for her uh, when her father, unfortunately, uh, perished. He was um, fighting in the Civil War, and he actually died, I think, in the first battle he fought in. Um, so that left her mother with two daughters and a plantation to run. Um, at a time when it was hard to, you know, find men to come in and work on their plantation. Um, so her family sent her off uh, to the city to, to Detroit, uh, hoping that where they had family friends, hoping that she could find a man to marry who she could then bring back and could run the plantation for the family. Um, but, of course, that's not what Lottie did. Uh, she went to Detroit. She got a, you know, went on the party circuit. <laughs> And then she started gambling at, at card rooms and playing poker and realized that she could make a lot of money doing that, um, actually enough money that she was able to support her mother and her sister um, with the proceeds she won from gambling. Uh, and then she went on to, you know, have a very stellar career in the, the gambling industry. You know, another part of the book I found really enlightening because I, I really never thought of it that way were the women who actually owned casinos. And one of those inspirational stories you document was the incredible life of Sarah Ann Knight Preddy. 
I mean, tell us a little bit about her because she impacted Las Vegas. She impacted the gambling business, and she was really influential even outside of the gambling business. She was. Sarah and Nightcredi, um, you know, she's a very inspirational figure here in Las Vegas, especially in the African-American uh, community. You know, she started off as a, the dealer in the, the card rooms in the segregated west side of Las Vegas. I mean, I actually really enjoyed getting the opportunity to write about the West Side and how Las Vegas, you know, once upon a time was segregated. So you would have, you know, famous uh, African-Americans who could perform on the Strip, but they couldn't stay in the Strip casinos. Um, So there was actually a really active after-party nightlife on the West Side where a lot of these performers, you know, African-American and white alike would come and, and spend their time after hours, you know, gambling in the the casinos and the the gaming parlors on the west side. Okay, hold that thought. We're going to take a quick break. See you on the other side. Attention. If you owe back taxes to the IRS, the IRS is cracking down by hiring 87,000 new agents to garnish your paycheck and put liens on homes and businesses. They can even seize your bank account. The IRS calls it enforced compliance, and now they have the manpower to get you. Penalties and interest on unpaid taxes compound daily. So call One Stop Tax Relief Shop and get the IRS off your back. They're experts in the Fresh Start Initiative, one of the biggest breaks the IRS has ever offered. Call 800-353-2174. 800-353-2174. One Stop Tax Relief has resolved thousands of cases since 2014 and saved clients millions of dollars. Call now for a free consultation. Get the IRS off your back. Call 800-353-2174. For more than 30 years, SCCG Management has set a standard of excellence unmatched in the global gaming industry. From startups to established companies, SCCG Management and its team of experienced leaders help each of their clients navigate the ever-changing, fast-moving business of gaming in all its forms. Sports betting, iGaming, eSports, casino technology, SCCG Management provides a global network to connect its clients with the right strategic partners for growth on a global scale. SCCG also works with entrepreneurs, providing capital and resources to assist in the development of new and innovative products and platforms. Whether you're looking to enter the U.S. market, expand your reach to other parts of the world, or establish your business in the global gaming industry, look to SCCG Management for the guidance you need. SCCGmanagement.com, expert solutions for strategic success. Auto Accident Help Desk is a marketing agency connecting callers with attorneys. Providers pay a fee for advertising services. I love getting my kids ready and driving them to school. But a careless driver can change your life in an instant. And insurance companies want to settle on the cheap. Auto Accident Help Desk connects victims with powerful lawyers. They fight for you. I called Auto Accident Help Desk and got help for my pain and suffering. Don't let an insurance company take advantage of you. Our attorneys fight and beat big insurance every day. Call 800-297-9766. 800-297-9766. If you've been injured in an automobile accident in the last six months, you owe it to yourself to make this free call with no obligation. We're available 24-7 to help you get the money you deserve for your pain and suffering. Auto Accident Help Desk helps accident victims like you every day. Call 800-297-9766. 800-297-9766. 800-297-9766. You're listening to House of Cards. Where was the house? Where was the house of cards? (laughs) 
Welcome back to House of Cards. Dave Weishaddle with you here. House of Cards is brought to you by Drizzly, your online liquor store. Available in over 95 cities across North America, Drizzly offers a huge selection and competitive pricing with a side of personalized content. Now there is no need to leave the house. Get alcohol delivered in less than an hour by Drizzly. Head on over to drizzly.com and order today. And now get $5 off your first order of $20 or more when using promo code DRINK19 at checkout. Shop beer, wine, and liquor with drizzly.com. For those of you just joining us, I am talking with gaming attorney and author of That Expletive Broad, Jennifer Gaynor. Sorry about that. Radio has to do its business, you know. Why don't you continue what you were saying before the break? Um, but anyway, that's where uh, she started off working uh, in the gaming industry because it was a very difficult time for her as a, as a black woman to find, you know, a career elsewhere in Las Vegas where it was segregated. Um, and she went on to become the first woman to get a gaming license in the state of Nevada. And, you know, she took that experience and she became involved with the NAACP um, and, you know, civil rights groups in, in Las Vegas and through across Nevada. And she did a lot to advance um, African-American people. You know, for, for one, she ran for office. You know, she was the first uh, female African-American to, to win a primary running for city council in Las Vegas. She ended up not winning. Uh, she went out of politics, decided it wasn't for her, and she went back to, you know, what she knew, which was gaming and running other businesses. Uh, you know, she was quite an entrepreneur um, and quite an inspiration for many. You know, I, I found that uh, that aspect incredibly interesting. I, I was wondering, I mean, was it just the prejudice of Nevada at that time to keep her away from certain areas of the gaming business or were, was it the laws of Nevada really keeping the women, especially Sarah Ann down because, you know, she wasn't allowed to work certain places yet. She was allowed to have a casino license and she owned a casino. What, what was going on there? Um, well, that was in Northern Nevada, mm -hmm. you know, versus in Las Vegas where there, there were, various rules and ordinances you know for example they uh after she had become a, a dealer they came up with an ordinance you know prohibiting women from being dealers and, and strip casinos in the city of las vegas and you know that was I, I think prompted because a lot of you know women at the time they saw their men going off to casinos and gambling um and if there were female dealers they were afraid they would lead the men astray and tempt them to gamble even more and perhaps cheat on them so, you know, women as dealers, women in the casinos working, you know, were very much frowned upon uh, by society. So that was something that she had to overcome in addition to, you know, the general segregation of Las Vegas at the time. It, it seems that one of the areas in the casino and gambling business that women are underrepresented is at the executive level. But there are women who did achieve incredible success at the executive level. I mean, one of the women I was thinking of and you documented in the book was Virginia McDowell. Tell us a little something about her and the other women that have reached very successful levels in the gambling business at the executive level. Yeah, and a lot of times, you know, I found one thing I found interesting while I was writing this book was, you know, I think in a lot of cases, it was never an intention, you know, to become a, an executive in the gaming industry. Um, you know, Virginia McDowell, for example, she started off, you know, as a journalism student um, working in, in radio and, and television. Um, but then she saw that gaming was introduced in, you know, your hometown, New Jersey, um, and wanted to get involved in the industry at the very beginning. So she sent out, because she had become an expert in, in marketing and, you know, TV and radio, uh, and that was her, her major in college with journalism. Uh, she was attractive to marketing directors at, at gaming properties. I believe it was the Tropicana. And, and they hired her to do marketing. And that's how she got into the, the gaming industry. Um, but she ended up uh, meeting some men along the way who were really mentors to her and taught her a lot about the actual operational side of gaming Um and, and brought her along, you know, one of the first major things she did was taking over a struggling gaming company, Argosy Gaming, and, and turning it around. And I think one of the ways she was able to do that was she had a very hands-on approach. So she would go down to the casino floor, she would talk to customers, she would, you know, be very interested in what they liked, what they didn't like, what they wanted to see, and, and found ways to really make it a better experience for customers, um, and thus made, you know, casinos more successful. 
um, and someone who knew her from her time at Argosy uh, when the Isle of Capri uh, position, um, CEO position became available, you know, uh, really lobbied for her to be interviewed for the position because they knew you know, what a great job she could do. Um, and that's how that came to be about. You know, I, I was reading that expose abroad, your great book, uh, here in New Jersey at the perfect <laughs> time, I think, because the big story that broke about a month, month and a half ago was that Caesars Entertainment named Jacqueline Gray, senior vice president and general manager of the Tropicana Casino in Atlantic City. Now, with that hire, mm-hmm. it means that four of the nine Atlantic City casinos were run by women, the other three being Melanie Johnson at the Borgata, Terry Glebaki at Ocean Resort, and Carrie Hall at Bally's. And that really made me think, because I, I was reading that section when I saw the news story break, and I was thinking, I was like... Is New Jersey doing well in comparison to other states that have casinos? Is, In your opinion, is that ratio or percentage keeping pace with other gaming markets across the country? Oh, certainly. You know, I think that's, you know, great strides being made in, in New Jersey right now. Um, but, you know, this time with the pandemic, it's actually been a very challenging time sure. for women um, in the workforce generally, in the gaming industry in particular, um, where, you know, gaming and hospitality is one of the industries that was very hard hit by the pandemic. Um, and you look at some of the, the news stories coming out, uh, talking about how this is having a uh, outsized impact on women, that they're, you know, leaving the workforce at, you know, four times the rate that men are. Um, so this makes it a very important time for women to be having these executive roles in the gaming industry and really keeping um keeping a hold of the progress that women have made in, in the gaming industry, you know, to become these executives. Uh, but we also have to be very careful that we don't lose women at all levels of gaming because, you know, you're not going to be able to have women in these executive roles if you don't have the pipeline at the lower levels um, leading up to that. Uh, so, you know, I think this is a, a great time for, for this book and the, the messages in the book about the importance of women in the gaming industry um, and for gaming companies needs to really pay attention, you know, to make sure they're continuing to feed that pipeline. Well, I'm curious. You mentioned it. I mean, are there gaming companies right now doing more to promote women and diversity in the workplace, especially at the executive level? Um, there definitely are, uh, you know, gaming companies that are working very hard to do that. And some of that is, you know, prompted by some of the women in my book, um, you know, who have become executives and, and are doing a lot to, to help women um, and, the, you know, the global gaming women organization, I think, has played a very important role in promoting that throughout the years. Um, you know, MGM's always had a, uh, you know, they took an early stance and Caesars as well and making sure that this was a priority for them. Uh, you know, you see places like, you know, the Win, where, you know, they were kind of in a lot of trouble when it came to, you know, misogyny and how women were treated in that workforce not that long ago, as we all famously know, um, you know, with the cases against Steve Wynn, and they've had a major turnaround in their representation of women on their board, um, you know, and putting Ellen Whitmore, uh, choosing her to be the uh, general counsel for the Wynn. So, you know, there's definitely uh, companies in Las Vegas and in the gaming industry that are doing really good things in this area. Okay, hold that thought. We're going to take a quick break. See you on the other side. Some people like knocking boots. How to do? While others get lucky. And some just get it on. No matter how you do it or what you call it, Adam and Eve makes your whoopee hot. With 50% off almost any one sexy item, just enter offer code BOOTS2 at checkout and get 50% off plus 10 free gifts, including free shipping. 
First, get busy with a gift for you. Shake the sheets with something exciting for them and hit a home run with a third item you'll both enjoy. Sounds like someone hit the sweet spot. Plus six free bonus gifts that'll make you say, Bow chicka wow wow. Adam and Eve is tapping that offer. Oh yeah. With 50% off and 10 free gifts, including free shipping. Use offer code BOOTS2 at adamandeve.com now. That's offer code BOOTS2. BOOTS2 at adamandeve.com. Attention Medicare recipients and anyone turning 65. Medicare has approved new benefits not included with original Medicare and older Medicare Advantage plans. You may not be getting all of the benefits you're entitled to, including in-home aids, telephone appointments with your doctors, home-delivered meals and prescriptions. These benefits may be available and it's a free call to enroll. The new plans may also offer free eyeglasses, free hearing aids, free wellness visits, and gym memberships. Call the Medicare benefits line now. It's easy. Call 800-217-1797. 800-217-1797. Find out if you're eligible for new benefits like meal and prescription delivery, in-home aids, and telemedicine. Some plans may have a $0 monthly premium or zero copays for big out-of-pocket savings. Not all Medicare Advantage plans are alike. The new plans have more benefits for many people. Call 800-217-1797. 800-217-1797. 217-1797. You're listening to the House of Cards. Whoa! I think we got a show. Oh yeah, we got a show. We definitely got a show. Oh yeah, there's a show. Hey, it's all about ratings, baby, and we got them. Welcome back to House of Cards. Dave Weishaddle with you here. House of Cards is brought to you by Drizzly, your online liquor store. Available in over 95 cities across North America, Drizzly offers a huge selection and competitive pricing with a side of personalized content. Now there's no need to leave the house. Get alcohol delivered in less than an hour by Drizzly. Head on over to drizzly.com and order today. And now get $5 off your first order of $20 or more when using promo code DRINK19 at checkout. Shop beer, wine, and liquor with drizzly.com. For those of you just joining us, I am talking with gaming attorney and author of That Expletive Broad, Jennifer Gaynor. You know, I want to ask you about the women who became the regulators who oversee the gambling activity in the state. And the one person I was going to bring up, you actually already brought up, Sandra Douglas Morgan. I I found it amazing that a woman with such incredible knowledge of the gaming industry and gaming law, when the governor of Nevada called her up to be chair of the Nevada Gaming Control Board, she thought he was calling her to ask about the retirement of another board member, which I found that an absolutely mind-blowing story. I mean, tell us a little bit about Sandra Douglas Morgan. Um, she's incredibly smart, incredibly polished, but, um, you know, one of the most modest people I've ever met. You know, when I actually initially approached her at a Global Gaming Women event um, to interview her for the book, uh, she was like, me, are you sure? She's like, I've only been here for less than a year. You know, I haven't accomplished that much. And and I had to tell her, you know, Sandra, just by virtue of being the chair of the Gaming Control Board, you know, the second female and the first African-American chair of the board, um, you know, just by being you and being that position, you've accomplished quite a lot uh, for, for women in the gaming industry. Um, but yeah, and then, you know, when I was when I was interviewing her, you know, she was talking about how, you know, she really preferred getting involved in the, the operation of being the board chair and, and the policy of it. Um, and, you know, I pointed out how important it was um, for me personally as a woman in the industry to see her speaking at gaming conferences and, you know, to see her up there. Um, as, as a role model, someone that, you know, women could aspire to be was extremely important. And she said, you know, I really never thought about that, you know, how important it was for me to be there, to be in the room, to be up there speaking. Um, so she said, you know, I'm going to make sure that I, I focus on doing that um, a lot more because throughout her experience, you know, she had had um, uh, women, you know, at the MGM that she worked with, for example, uh, who were inspirational role models and, and positions and executive positions that she could look up to. And, you know, she brought up the quote, you know, you have to see it to, to be it. 
Um, and I think that's very true. Uh, plus, you know, she had a, a great background, not only in, in gaming, but she went through what she called trial by fire uh, when she was working as counsel for the city of North Las Vegas, and they were having, you know, one of their worst fiscal crises ever. And she helped, you know, work with the governor, work with the mayor of the city and, and shepherding the city through, you know, what was a time of crisis um, to turn things around and become, you know, a very successful uh, city, you know, put it on a road to success. So, and she's pointed out, you know, after going through that at the city of Las Vegas, you know, that was really my trial by fire. Um, she overcome, overcame in her own life and career what is known as imposter syndrome. And I think that's something that women suffer from a, a lot more than men. Um, and that's, you know, thinking that you're not qualified to be there. You know, you look around, you're like, why am I here? What do I know? Do I know anything? Um, and, you know, going through that experience really helped her to overcome that and, and have a lot more confidence moving forward, um, which also helped her to uh, be a great share. You know, when we talk about the gambling industry, I mean, there are, are a bunch of branches within the industry itself. I mean, there's PR, there's player development, there's marketing. Are there areas in the gambling industry itself where women are really underrepresented to a point where companies should really be focusing on that area with regard to employment of women? Sure, because, you know, if you look at the, the numbers, and this is something I talk about in my book, you know, where there might be, you know, 38% of women represent at the executive level, but you realize they're siloed into certain categories. Um, for example, you know, you don't see a lot of women on the operational side. You don't see a lot of women on the floor. You don't see a lot of women in IT or security, you know, or where you do see a lot of women are areas that are typically thought of as women industries like human resources and, and marketing. Um, so, you know, and I, I point out in the book, you know, for, for women, for themselves, taking a, a hold of their careers, you know, one of the things they can do is look for areas where there aren't, uh, where there isn't a lot of representation um, by women and ask, you know, their bosses to get them training in that area or to get experience in those areas. Um, and that's something that companies can, you know, really look for and try to encourage as well. You know, right now, the gambling industry, certain states are allowing sports betting and online gambling. I mean, certainly we don't have the complete numbers and the research right now with regard to employment demographics. But do you think those are the next areas of gambling that have to be looked at with regard to women and their impact on the sector of that sector of the industry? Well, I think those are, you know, obviously growth areas for the industry. So it's, you know, extremely important for, for women to be involved there. You know, sports betting in particular has you know, long time, very much been a man's world. Yeah. So, you know, when you see women making uh, strides and being represented there, like uh, my friend Jennifer Roberts is, you know, counsel at the interactive gaming over at the Win. Um, you know, I think that's very exciting and you hope to see more of that. Looking back at the women you documented in your book, That Expletive Broad, Throughout history of the gambling in this country, has there been one characteristic that all these women had that allowed them to push forward in what was once a male-dominated industry? Because I, I found it very interesting, and you brought this up in the interview, that you know they did not set out to finally end up do what they're doing. I, I mean, a, a lot of the women and most of the women didn't think, hey, I'm going to own a casino. But what, what characteristic pushed them forward? Oh, I, I think in most cases, it's a few things, but, uh, you know, one of it is they were all extremely hardworking. Um, you know, they were willing to put in the, the hours and the time. You know, I think Claudine Williams, um, who was a high school dropout, who ended up becoming the owner and operator of a Las Vegas Strip Casino. Um, you know, that's not a path you would ever seen happening. But she she worked really hard. She was very persistent. She asked for what she wanted. You know, for example... Uh, you know, when she was a, a teenager, she convinced the the, the owner at a, a nearby you know gaming parlor that had opened up uh, to hire her, um, and you know, and and said that she had experience with uh, dealing dice, which she didn't really, but you know, he he, he bought it and and brought her on. She became the first female dealer at that club, and that's you know something she did throughout her career. Is, you know, she wasn't afraid to ask for what she wanted. She worked really hard to gain the experience and the knowledge that would make her 
um, a valuable asset. Um, so, you know, persistence, uh, curiosity, I think, you know, about the gaming industry and really wanting to to do it, you know, love for the game, the, the early women, you know, Alice Ivers, Lottie Dino, they loved gambling, they loved poker, they loved playing, and they were very successful at it. So, you know, it's, it's love for the game, it's love for the industry, it's persistence, and it's the willingness to be a first um, in an area, to be the first woman to be a dealer, to be, you know, perhaps not get a great reception from your colleagues. That um, was very important to many of their success. Now, you're a very successful woman in the gambling business. What has it meant for you personally to research and write about the women who have come before you in this industry? Uh, well, first of all, it was incredibly inspiring, um, you know, because I knew there were great women out there, you know, many of whom I knew personally, you know, from my own experience working in the industry, um, to learn about some of the other women who I didn't know about. Um, extremely inspirational for me in, in writing this book. Um but also, you know, it's a really great networking tool, I have to say. You know, if there are uh, people that you look up to in, in the work world and you're not sure how to approach them, you know what, if you're going to interview them for an article or a book, that's a great tool. You know, it gets you a conversation. It gets you an introduction. And, um, you know, I highly recommend it. Jennifer, we're running out of time, but I certainly want to get your opinion on the current state of the gambling industry with regard to the pandemic. Certainly, it's been one of the most challenging times for the industry. I mean, I got to tell you, as a fellow gaming attorney, I've never before now had to draft a service contract for the cleaning and sanitizing of casino chips, but it's a very weird time. How do you see the gambling? <laughs> how do you see the gambling industry emerging from this? Oh, I think it's going to emerge stronger than ever. Uh, you know, the gambling industry, as you know, over the years has gone through, you know, many different changes and iterations from, you know, kind of the lounges and, and the card playing that was prevalent, you know, back in the 50s and the early days uh, to, you know, the, the onslaught of the large slot floors um, that really became the money maker for casinos in more recent years. And I think we're going to see a change away from that. And, you know, what exactly that will be, I don't know, will it be esports, will it be online gaming? Um, you know, different kinds of experiences that casinos can bring to the table. I, I think all of it's, you know, really worth exploring. And sports betting, of course, you know, now that past has been repealed, um, you know, that's only going to continue growing across the country. So, uh, you know, I think the gaming industry, yeah, it's, it's a dark time now. It's a difficult time now. But I think there's a, you know, blue skies on the other side of the pandemic. Jennifer, can you tell people how they can get a copy of your book, That Expletive Broad? And if you have a website or a social media address, you can give that out, too. Sure. You can find me on uh, Facebook at Jennifer Gaynor or LinkedIn um, at Jennifer Gaynor. And the book is available on Amazon.com and, and Barnes and & Noble. So if you just uh, Google That Expletive Broad, you will be able to find it online. Jennifer Gaynor, attorney and author of That Expletive Broad, thank you so much for coming on and sharing the stories of these incredible women of gambling with us. It's an incredible book about the gambling industry. Thank you so much for coming on and talking about it. Uh, thank you so much for having me, Dave. I appreciate it. Stick around. We'll be right back with more House of Cards. More bets, better odds at PlaySugarHouse.com. Sign up today at PlaySugarHouse.com, and don't forget to use our promo code HOUSE to take advantage of their first deposit match up to $250. Must be 21 years or older and in New Jersey to place a bet. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Stick around. We'll be right back with more House of Cards. Attention. If you owe back taxes to the IRS, the IRS is cracking down by hiring 87,000 new agents to garnish your paycheck and put liens on homes and businesses. They can even seize your bank account. The IRS calls it enforced compliance, and now they have the manpower to get you. Penalties and interest on unpaid taxes compound daily. 
So call One Stop Tax Relief Shop and get the IRS off your back. They're experts in the Fresh Start Initiative, one of the biggest breaks the IRS has ever offered. Call 800-353-2174. 800-353-2174. One Stop Tax Relief has resolved thousands of cases since 2014 and saved clients millions of dollars. Call now for a free consultation. Get the IRS off your back. Call 800-353-2174. Come and prop up today with Thrive Fantasy. Experience a new way to play daily fantasy sports and esports on Thrive Fantasy. Choose your lineup of over-unders for top-tier athletes that have the biggest impact on the game. The more points the selection is worth, the riskier it is. Rack up the most points and win a share of the prize pool. Thrive Fantasy has contests for traditional sports, including the NFL, NBA, MLB, and the PGA, as well as eSport titles like Counter-Strike, League of Legends, and Valorant. Visit the prop lobby and build your entry of two, three, or four-player predictions. Choose correctly, and you could win big. Sign up with Thrive Fantasy today with promo code HOUSE, and Thrive Fantasy will match your first deposit of $25 or more up to $250. That's promo code HOUSE for a first deposit match up to $250. Come and prop up today with Thrive Fantasy. Terms and conditions apply. Must be at least 18 years old and in the United States to play. Void where prohibited. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's a casino. People got to win sometimes. Now, if you'll excuse me, I'm a giant colorful check to deposit. Welcome to another edition of Beating the House. I'm Doug Weishaddle here with Dave Weishaddle. We're going to be crisscrossing the country, sometimes the world, talking about some of the biggest jackpots that have happened in the casino and the lottery industries. If it's $100,000 or more, we will be talking about it on the show. Press releases, keep them coming in. Love hearing from the different properties out there, casino, lottery uh, divisions, all that stuff. Keep them coming in. Love hearing from you guys. Going to start off this week in our normal location. We're back in Vegas starting off. Ah, we, we, haven't started, started, yeah. we, we, we haven't started in Vegas in a long time. No, it's been a while. It's been a while. But, you know, when the Venetian calls, okay, <laughs> we're, we're going to be starting at the All Venetian right. like that All little right. segue was. Um, we've got a $7 bet on Labor Day that, ch- that created a new Buffalo Millionaire. Oh, one of those Buffalo games? Yep. All right. As a matter of fact, it's a Buffalo Multimillionaire. Okay. We have a $7 bet on the Buffalo Diamond Extreme game at the Venetian. All right. Paying off $2,158,526. It's the Grand Jackpot Progressive. It's it's called the Millionaire Progressive Jackpot for good reason. Yeah, apparently. Boy, boy, Buffalo has been in the news a lot lately. I'm calling it Buffalo, but I'm I'm sure they have... (laughs) Like a brand name attached to it. Aristocrat. Aristocrat, yeah. Aristocrat Buffalo game has yes. really been in the news. But they start online in uh, BetMGM. BetMGM Casino. Those properties yep. and things like that. So Yeah, the BetMGM Casinos. Yeah. They are the yeah, first online. ones that have the Buffalo yeah, online so. version. So, But Aristocrat's been in the news also for the NFL slots, too, that, that they've been releasing yep, across yep, the yep. country. That's interesting. I want to see those games. Yeah. I haven't seen well, one yet on the casino well, floors. Well, let's get back to the Buffalo. You, you've actually played the Buffalo online. How, how do you think, I have played the Buffalo. Like What's your review of the Buffalo online game from uh, BetMGM? Well, I've never played the land-based one. Okay. Oh, so, okay. So that you, you don't have a lot so to compare I, I to. I, no, okay. no, no compare and contrast okay. here. For me, I'm, it doesn't pay out as much as some of the other online slots. Oh, okay. But that could just be, there must be some kind of play trigger somewhere along the lines. You know, they're all set up where you actually do certain things and, you know, the pay. I think you have to play more. Yeah. I mean, it's a progressive. That's what I'm saying. The, you can't there's play, a trigger. I, I know we do stories with people playing for five minutes, but yes. that those are rare. Yeah. Those are rare. So but, you, but I have to admit. you got to dig into it and play Sound effects more. are cool. Okay. Um, is it just like the buffalo snorting and yeah? And there's music. I, I, and I mean, I, else. I've yeah. seen them on the gaming floor. I haven't yeah. played it online yet. But there, there's music and all that stuff. Okay. So they yeah. did a nice job turning yeah. the land based into the online I mean, game. People, a lot of people make a lot of money on these buffalo yes. machines. So I, I, I got to jump on that thing online and check it out. And for what I understand, 
there are more versions of the online Buffalo game coming down okay. the road. Right. So we may see all these, the Buffalo Diamond Extreme, which is at the Venetian. Okay, We so, may see an online version of that, maybe. Since you have played it online, you're probably doing it in the reverse marketing, what they've been planning. You know, people who play it on the gaming floor will yes. probably see it online and play it online. Yeah. You've never played it on the gaming floor, but you played it online. Yeah. Since you played it online, and if you see it when you go to a casino, do you see it on the gaming floor? Are you going to play it? Let me put it this way, and this is how popular these Buffalo games are. Okay. If I see one open, yes. Okay. I've yet to see a Buffalo game. Really? Slot machine open on any of the gaming floors I've been to, whether it be Pennsylvania or over in Atlantic City. I have yet to see a Buffalo game not empty. Okay. All right. That's a a good sign. That's a good sign. Yes. Now, we're going to a location we don't really talk too much about in terms of the casino we've had stories from their lottery before okay and we've actually got one this week as well for their lottery oh. we're going to maryland okay horseshoe casino baltimore i, I don't remember a story on uh, first the house first time for horseshoe right. casino okay. all right we have an anonymous guest hitting the mega royal flush progressive on ultimate texas hold'em for one million seventeen thousand forty-one dollars and thirty-three cents. Wow! They hit a royal flush in spades for the game to trigger the progressive jackpot. Okay. No word on the bet size. All right. I actually have never been to the Horseshoe Casino no, in Baltimore. Never, never. never. I, I hear it's great. Everyone loves it. Everyone who's been there raves about it. So well, it's uh, a Caesar's property, and, obvi- and obviously the slots pay off. Yes, so, especially uh, the mega well, royal or the flush Texas Hold'em, the Texas Hold'em, the table games. Yeah, the table, table games. games yeah. So, but again, you know, a mega royal flush. Pro- Aggressive. That sounds so cool when you yeah, say it that yeah. way. But one million seventeen thousand forty-one dollars thirty-three cents. Congratulations to the guest who remained anonymous. Okay. Now we're going back out to Vegas. We've got five jackpots in Vegas in one weekend. <laughs> now, do you want me to do it chronologically, well, what, or do you want me to do it by? The, was it the long weekend? Was it the Labor Day weekend? It was the weekend. The weekend. It was the weekend of September eighth. Friday the 8th, Saturday oh. the 9th, oh, Sunday okay. the 10th. Oh, okay. It wasn't the long weekend. No. We right. have three on Friday night, by the way. Okay. Yeah, well, let's... Do, you uh, want to do chronological yeah, or you sure. want to do... Okay. Yeah, sure. Why not? Okay. We're going to start Friday, September 8th at 9 p.m. at the Flamingo Las Vegas. Okay. Caesars Reward member won $375,087, hitting the mega progressive jackpot on Let It Ride at Flamingo Las Vegas. Oh, okay. Okay. Now we're going to go same night, 1 a.m., Friday, September 8th at 1 a.m. Or it could be the reverse. Maybe it's the reverse. Maybe it's Friday morning, 1 a.m. Saturday's the end of the, the Flamingo's the end of the Friday. I don't know. I don't know how you phrase those things. Okay. Uh, Friday, 1, 1 a.m., same day. I would assume this is the first one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm, just, I'm, I'm reversing <laughs> myself here. Don't mind me, I can't read a clock. Okay. Friday, 1 a.m., we have $125,000 on, on, on a slot machine win. No word on what the slots were and in where the was report. This, this was Caesar's Palace. Caesar's Palace. Okay. Then we have Friday at September eighth, five a.m. at Caesar's Palace. Uh, five a.m. Huh? Yeah, wow. hundred thousand dollars playing video poker. Wow, what a, what a good yes. way to start your day, huh? Then five a.m. Huh? Then then we have the Friday September eighth at nine p.m. Okay. So that's the last one when we just talked about that three hundred seventy five thousand and the Let It Ride poker. Okay. If I ever learned to read a clock, I could have done that better. Okay. Uh, and then, wh- where was the 5 a.m. one at? Five. Uh, the, the other ones were at Caesars Palace. Okay. Yes. Wow. Then we have Saturday, September 9th at 11 p.m. We have a $125,000 jackpot playing slots. Okay. So we've got all those going along. And then we have 5.30 p.m. on Sunday. This is the final one of the weekend. All right. The Golden Nugget Las Vegas. We've never had a Golden Nugget one either, by the way. Really? We've never had a Golden Nugget one. Have we had a Golden Nugget Atlantic City? Yes, we've had Golden Nugget Atlantic City. Never Golden Nugget Las Vegas. Okay. We have a visitor from Texas. Uh, The way the the release was worded, it sounds like it was their first visit to Las Vegas from Texas. Okay. Uh, Was playing Ultimate Texas Hold'em at Golden Nugget. And hit the mega progressive jackpot for $529,472. Wow. Great. So that's a memorable trip to Vegas. I mean, what a big weekend in Vegas. So, yes. and, and, and by the way, you're cutting it off at 100000 There could have been other oh, jackpots yeah. in Vegas for, you know, 
a lot like less than a hundred thousand. We're just not reporting on them because right. you know we'd be reporting here all day. But there were there were a couple ninety thousand dollar windows. Wow, really? Yeah. What a weekend in Vegas! Man. Just that that's all in one weekend. And that wasn't even the holiday weekend. That no, was the weekend no. after the holiday weekend. The two million dollar one that we started the show off with that was Labor Day weekend. Okay, so that was a good Labor Day weekend for all that right. person. That was which one? Uh, that was the Venetian, right? That was the Venetian. Okay. Now. We're going out to another new casino for us on the segment. Okay. Indian Head Casino in Warm Springs, Oregon. Oh, okay. I leave it to the Googlers out there to find Warm Springs, Oregon. Okay. Uh, We have an unidentified guest, not an anonymous guest, an unidentified guest. I'm assuming that means anonymous. (laughs) That's what the 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 release says. An an unidentified guest. I'm assuming it's. Sounds like a UFO kind of thing. Exactly. An unidentified guest. And we have Aristocrat Gaming paying out on the, what is it now, the Dollar Storm slot machine. Okay. $161,413. I've actually heard of that. The Dollar Storm? Dollar Storm. Yes. I think we've had it on this segment before. Actually, you know where we always get a Dollar Storm jackpot more than any other place is the Rampart Casino. Okay. Which is over, it's it's, uh, Summerlin, uh, Nevada. Yeah, right out. I guess it's outside of Vegas. Yes, yes. yes. But uh, this is Aristocrat Gaming. The exact payout again: one hundred sixty-one thousand four hundred thirteen dollars. No word on the bet size, mm-hmm. but we do have an unidentified guest. An unidentified guest. An interesting way to put that. Yes, in a press I know. release. I know. Well, hey, what are you going to do? Usually, you they know? just say an anonymous guest or a guest well, who chose to be anonymous. You know, it could have just been written really quickly and sent out. Who knows? Unidentified. Okay. But uh, there was, this was Labor Day weekend, so the guy probably was working from home at the time, I writing guess. the press release. Yeah. Who knows? Uh, we're going out to the East Coast again. Now we're going out to Philly. All right. Got live casino Philly. We got a pair of jackpots oh, recently. Love that, love that place. Great poker yes. room, too. Really nice. Crystal Star Deluxe slot machine. No word on the bet size. I have no clue what that I've, I've never seen I've, it before. I've never heard of it. Never seen it before. Okay. $126,148. And then we have on the same day on the Lightning Link high stakes slot machine. I've heard of those. By the way, the Lightning Link high stakes slot machine, you don't see that too often. Okay. Um, they have a little area of high limit slots in uh, Live Casino. Okay. Philly. 103964 bucks. Wow. Good. Now we're going to start some lottery stories. we got a whole run of lottery stories here. Mm-hmm. Actually, three. Okay. Uh, Virginia Lottery. We have Ricky. Ricky. That's, that's all was quoted in the press release. Ricky. Ricky had 38 pick four tickets, each with some variation of six, three, zero, and five. They all cashed. Oh, 100, no. $122,800. Wow. So that that's one of those, uh, I, I guess it's that lottery strategy that I'm going to buy a whole bunch of the same numbered tickets, yes. right? Is that what he did? Yeah, that's right. what it looks like. Yeah. Still don't get I, I I guess it works. Uh, well, you know uh, what? I don't know. This is different. I just figure, you know, if you're going to buy 38 tickets, you might as well, you know, do different numbers, give you a better chance of winning. Apparently, I've been doing lottery all wrong these all these years. So, um, yeah, I guess I should get a whole bunch of lottery tickets with the same number on them. Well, let me tell you, he did a variation. He did the variation of 6305. He probably boxed it. Okay. Well, you know, right. or whatever the phrasing they use nowadays. Well, look, if, is, if those uh, numbers the... are special yeah. to him, well, if, if we, they're I, not special, they're special now. Exactly. So, uh, good for him or her. No idea what Ricky is. Well, it's it, it's R I C K E Y, so I don't E-Y. know that that further complicates. The if matter, Ricky I think. was with an I, would we assume female? Are we assuming male here with an E Y, or if if it was an I, it'd be a woman, right? I guess you got me. I you don't got know. Me. All right. Well, hey, congratulations, Ricky. Yeah, uh, we're going out to Colorado now, and we have a a winner here with a very very interesting name. It sounds like something out of the Lord of the Rings or Harry Potter or something. Voldemort Tash. Wow, nice. I like that. Voldemort Tash. I wish I had a name like that. Goes by the nickname Bud. When you have such a great name like, what was it? Voldemort, Voldemort Tash. Tash. I'd be using that. Yeah. And by the way, I'd be I'd be referring to myself in the third person. I, <laughs> Voldemort Tash. I know. I, I love that name. Well, Voldemort. Seriously, it's such a great name. Well, Voldemort, or Bud, however you want to refer to him. Or Bud, okay. Was on a backpacking trip when all this happened. Okay. He bought a Colorado Lotto Plus ticket, went on his backpacking trip. 
when he came home, he found out that he had won the jackpot, $5,067,041. Wow. That's, oh, that's incredible. Boy. I guess, I guess it's one of those things. You know, it, I, I guess, yeah, I guess you're not going to bring a lottery ticket with you camping or, or hiking or whatever he was doing. So I guess he left it home and then... Luckily, he had the good sense to check it out because we had stories where people have held on to it for months and didn't know they won because they didn't check. And good, good for Voldemort. Well, he did just, I pronounce his name right? Voldemort. Voldemort. Yes. yes. Voldemort Tash. Cool name. I know. I love that name. Um, he, he took the lump sum. Okay. Two and a half million. Yep. Out of the five million. That's a huge chunk taken out there. Well, yeah. Well, hey, you know. That's one of those things you have to figure out. Anytime you win the lottery and you get a chance to take the a, a lump sum or like spread it out over an annuity or something, like that, you, you kind of have to talk to an accountant or a lawyer or a financial planner because depending on what state you're in, I mean, there's there could be a big yeah. chunk of taxes taken out depending on what you do with the money and how you receive the money. So, yeah. well, well, when he went to the Colorado Lottery and collected his money, yeah. he made his first purchase. As a multimillionaire. Okay. He bought a ripe watermelon. Good. And some flowers for his wife. Nothing says See, congratulations that, like a ripe me melon. That's awesome. You know, just celebrate with a melon. Yes. That's a good melon. He's a very simple person, he said. Uh, okay. Well. Then then he adds this. I'm going to go buy another classic car and add to my collection. Oh, okay. Well. He's a simple, simple person. I have okay. a classic car collection. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, okay. Good. Good yeah. for him. So, you know. Like I said, watermelon, flowers, classic car. Perfect. Perfect. Hey, you know what? That's that's uh, the trifecta. That's a, that's a great story. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I like that story. Great story. Very cool name. C- yeah. Voldemort Tash. Yeah. Congratulations. Now we're heading back over to Maryland. We just did the, uh, uh, what was it, the uh, Horseshoe Casino Baltimore yes. story. Yeah. We have a Maryland lottery story. All right. This one is a mistake. Well, what's a mistake? He, this guy, he, he bought a lottery a ticket Maryland by man, mistake. Or? Not, well, here, listen, this is the story. <laughs> or did, oh, wait, 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 wait. Let me guess. Okay, uh, he wanted certain numbers, and the person typing it in made the mistake. Is that what you're talking about? Close. Okay. All right. A Maryland man went to his usual place where he buys lottery tickets. According right. to the man, name withheld. Okay. Um, everybody at the store knows him, and he knows everybody at the store, except for the day he comes in to buy this ticket. It's a brand new person behind the counter, okay. doesn't know him, they don't know, you know, doesn't know him, they don't know him either. He asked for his lottery ticket, and uh, instead of getting the ticket he wanted, he got a different ticket. The cashier, the new cashier accidentally typed out the wrong ticket. Okay. Not, it was, it was uh, it, he usually gets cash for life, he got the multi-match ticket. It was same oh, price, same oh, price. Okay, he got he got a different he got a different he, he got a different game. Yeah, he All got right. a different game total. Okay, he asked for one game, they right. gave him a different exactly. Game. All right, so the the cashier was apologetic and tried to void the ticket. Mm-hmm. Was not able to void the ticket. Okay, so the guy being nice, the uh, customer being nice, said, "Okay, I'll take this ticket this time, and you know, don't worry about it." Okay, ended up winning five hundred eighty thousand. Wow. See, let me tell you something, customers. Karma. It pays to be nice. Yes. You know? Yeah, maybe you were given that ticket with the wrong numbers or the different game or whatever your Whether situation may be. Yep. Take the ticket, yes. you know? Wrong game, wrong wrong take numbers, who cares? You Just were, take them. You were given that ticket for a reason. Yes, exactly. Be so, nice, be thankful. Yep. Walk away and live to play another day and maybe you'll get lucky like this guy did so he's very happy even with the wrong game let me tell you something I, maybe he'll play this game from now he, on he should be playing this game and he, he should be uh given the no, his, no, don't start his order there. to the same person to, if that person's still there yeah boy you know geez i hope the store didn't fire that person no no oh my god this, because the store, the store made just money. made money on it yeah the store made money on but it. but the person did give the wrong ticket well you know I, you know it, customer it, service matters ticket, according to who it, yes. it says you know he gave him the right ticket. Yes. The the customer just ordered wrong. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Put so it that way. There. So he came he went home five hundred and eighty thousand yeah. dollars which richer on the wrong game right right time. Do Perfect. It that way. Right wrong game right time. Perfect. Perfect. So see I like that story most of all. So. Even better than Voldemort trash. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I like the uh you know I like the guy's name still. It, it was meant to 
be his ticket. Yes. You know, it's good for him. Well, so. that's it for this week's Beat in the House. Congratulations to all our winners. Again, we only do $100,000 or more, so congratulations to those winners. There's plenty more winners out there. Congratulations to everybody, especially Voldemort Tash, yeah. with the coolest name in the world for a lottery winner. Uh, press releases, keep them coming in. We'll keep doing this segment. Well, that'll do it for us this week. I'll see you next time on House of Cards. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.